All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Jeff with our everlasting returning guest, Brad. Brad, how you doing? I am well, man. How, how are you doing? Good. Hey, it's been a pretty long Real Talk podcast. Uh, a couple of weeks off, just, you know, sports being down right now. We didn't have a lot to go over and uh, you were tied up. I was tied up. Just had a lot going on, but I'm happy to be back and talking about the AFC South and another special uh, free agent move that happened this week. So what are your, what are your thoughts on Cam Newton in New England? I know that you had predicted in several episodes ago that you thought Cam would probably sit out until a few weeks into the season. But now that he's on a roster, now that he's a member of the New England Patriots, what's your, uh, what's your take? What are your predictions? I mean, the first thing right away is the Patriots are a better team with Cam Newton, in my opinion, than they were without him. Um, I know a lot of people want to say Jared Stidham's this or that, and some Patriots fans will say, well, he hasn't really played. We don't know. We do know what Cam Newton is and can be. And even when he's average, I still think he's a top top half of the league quarterback because of his dual threat ability. So, I mean, at the very minimum, I believe the Patriots are more of a threat with Cam Newton than with Jared Stidham. Yeah, actually, I agree with you. You had posed a question to me. I don't remember if it was on air or off air. But you had posed a question and you said, all right, Jeff, let's look at New England's schedule and tell me the quarterbacks of every single team. It was off air. I think that I only had even an argument for one, and I don't even remember what quarterback that was. But essentially, New England was going into all 16 of their games as the underdog at quarterback. And if Cam Newton is the quarterback, I would assume that you'd probably – I don't know what the numbers are in front of me. I didn't look, but we're probably maybe only half the time looking at I have him. a question, Jeff. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm here. I, I know you can edit this. You want me to go get the paper with the quarterbacks on it? Sure, go ahead. Yeah, all Are you there? I am here. I actually, um, I have, you know, I had Tua slash Herbert for one of the questions, but we obviously now know the Dolphins drafted Tua. So I have all the quarterbacks right here in front of me if you want to, like, restart that last segment. Okay. So I know you had posed the question to me, Jared Stidham versus basically all the quarterbacks they're going to be going up against this year. And I, I, I wasn't able to really give you, but maybe one time that Jared Stidham was a better quarterback. He was essentially New England was going to be the underdog at quarterback in all 16 games. And now that's probably not the case. Yeah. Um, when I originally asked you, you know, I just, we broke it down kind of, you know, the NFL is a quarterback league. I don't think that can be debated. And uh, I have, in, 
your 16 games, the quarterbacks you'll be facing. And with Cam Newton instead of Jared Stidham, it does make it a little bit more interesting. Do you want to run through those quarterbacks again? Yeah, go ahead and let's go. Let's go week by week. So who's New England see week one? Ooh, um, I don't have their schedule in front of me. I just have the quarterbacks. Oh, that's that's fine. Just hit, yeah, just hit the quarterback. All right. Then. So twice you guys played Josh Allen. Would you rather have Josh Allen or Cam Newton? Uh, in my in my opinion, that ranking goes Cam Newton, Josh Allen, and then Jared Stidham. Okay. Um, you'll play Sam Darnold twice. That's Cam Newton, Sam Darnold. Okay. Um, now, uh, it might be Ryan Fitzpatrick. It might be Tua. Uh, in my opinion, that's Cam Newton, Tua, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay, so officially in division, you believe you guys will have the superior quarterback every divisional game. I think so. What do you think? Um, with Cam Newton. Jack, Jack Allen's probably the only – the only one that we're kind of maybe yeah. teetering on unless unless Tua blows up, but that's all hypothetical. Yeah, and I think it's hard to judge Sam Darnold with the Jets being so bad, but I think coming yeah, off injury yeah. with Cam and all that, new team, I think I would take Josh Allen, but it's it's still close. It's closer than Jared Stitt. That's fair. That's And here's the thing. If you want to take Josh Allen, I wouldn't jump over it. I personally would rather have Cam. Um, and, and part of that is just because – Josh Allen really hasn't proved to be a dominant passer. He's a very good playmaker. And I, I think, think Cam Newton's things. the same way, though. Mm, that's that's an argument. All for right, yeah. Day, but Cam Newton was an MVP of the season. That's true. So. Um, let's go outside of division. Here we go. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Not So it's Deshaun Watson, Cam Newton, yep. Jared Stone. Mahomes. Oh, uh, Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's Mahomes. Jared Goff. That one is Cam Newton and then Jared Goff. And then Drew Locke. Cam Newton, Drew Locke, Jared. Uh, Derek Carr or possibly Mariota. We're not sure over there. Cam Newton is better than both of those guys, but only slightly better than Carr. Only slightly. Carr then Mariota, then Stidham. And here's the thing. I I don't think I'm crazy by saying this. If Jared Stidham were to start and he were to be – he were to throw through his first eight games, if he were to throw 12 touchdowns and only five picks, he has good I will say that Derek Carr's career completion percentage is 11 – it's 11% higher than Cam's. Yeah, but I also think that's the product of – of the system, but that's okay. That's fine. He's played in a West Coast. I got you. Um, last four quarterbacks here: Kyler Murray. I really like Kyler Murray, but he's not okay. there. I uh, I think Cam Newton is probably ahead of him, but slightly. Just like I said, Carr, it's slight. If Kyler Murray were to throw in another 30, 30 plus touchdowns and less than twelve picks, that dude's a good. That dude's a good quarterback. Here too, but I'm gonna go Cam just for just for right now. Jimmy Garoppolo. That's Jimmy G, and then uh, Cam Newton, and then and the last two are Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson. I believe those are both better than Cam right now. Russell Wilson is ten times better right. than Cam. Lamar Jackson is better in the sense that 
him and Cam are very similar, and they, they don't dominate in the passing game, which we just decided. You know, they're both very good playmakers, but Lamar Jackson is an elite playmaker, like Hall of Fame-style playmaker. But the one thing I just want to point out that I, I want to touch – I want to circle back to you had touched on with Derek, Derek Carr. You know, completion percentage is a great statistic to go off the quarterback. Touchdown to interception ratio is great. Yards is great. One thing I don't want to forget about is Cam Newton is a reigning – he is a league MVP. I shouldn't say reigning. He's a league MVP. He's been to a Super Bowl, and I believe he has three, if not four, division titles under his belt. And that's a division that saw Drew Brees in it, too, for the last decade. So I don't want that to go Um, But with that being said, um, whether it was Jared Stidham, your only two toss-ups were Drew Locke and Derek Carr. Um, but now with Cam, obviously, I think it was over 50%. The listeners, you can choose who you would choose going through them. Um, also, you guys will play Justin Herbert one time. So just real quick, Herbert or Cam, I'm sure you'll take Cam there too because he hasn't played. I, 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 yeah, I would take Cam as far as week one, but I'm high on Herbert. I know you are as well. I would not be shocked if Herbert was a uh, – if he, if he was a rookie sensation, I wouldn't be shocked. Okay, yeah, but that's just uh, – Still, I do believe, based off last year's win percentage, the Patriots do have the number one most difficult schedule, I do believe, in the NFL. No, it's actually the easiest schedule. No, you you guys play the Seahawks, the Ravens, the 49ers, Cardinals, Rams, Texans, Bills. Like, that's a lot of Chiefs. You play a lot of playoff teams. I, I understand. I understand, but the Patriots actually have the easiest schedule in the league in 2020. I Really? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's based off of winning percentage. So, uh, teams with the, teams with the hardest schedule this year is going to be the Ravens, the Steelers, the Cowboys, and the Browns. Hey, Jeff. And then the e- the easy. Yeah, yes, I will. have I have the list in front of me of win percentage based off last year. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, I had it flipped. The yeah, they have. The yeah, so my um, I know the Steelers and the Ravens. They should be way down towards the. Yeah, yeah they have the easy. They have the yeah. easy. Sorry, I was reading. That. Yeah, you're okay. But win percentage last year is the the teams you're facing are 137, 118, 53 percent win percentage. But you guys have an extremely hard division. So. Yeah, and you know, contrary to what everybody believes, is the AFC East is up well. So. That plays a part. Uh, I think two things with the signing with Cam. Um, one, they might not want Jared Stidham to get killed by this schedule. So they brought Cam in for one year to to play against this difficult schedule. But another thing that I saw was very Bill Belichick-esque is you guys got fined and got taken away a third-round pick next year, if I'm not mistaken, right? 2021? It's a 2021 loss of a – I'm sorry – yeah, it's a 2021. Yep. 2021, you guys lose a third-round pick, right? If Cam yes. plays this year and then walks, you guys in 2022 would get a compensatory third-round pick. So yes. he just got his third-round pick back. For a fine that he didn't commit, but that's a podcast. Yeah, and the fine, <laughs> the penalty for the fine, it costs less to buy Cam Newton. Pretty much. 
It it did, and it actually was a more expensive fine than Deflate Gate. Yeah, was. so I mean, like Bill Belichick just finessing the league out here. I mean, it's easy. Yeah, that that whole situation is just not even worth this podcast. Yeah, but let's 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 go ahead and get into why we're here, and that is the AFC South in the uh, the division that is the holy grail of the AFC. <laughs> So, if you guys are AFC South fans, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, spoiler alert, me and Brad are not high on them this year. But uh, let's go ahead and go into the first one. The Jacksonville Jaguars. So, a c- couple things to note. They lose Calais Campbell. They lose Nick Foles. They're pretty much committed to Gardner Minshew. And their only real significant ad in free agency was Tyler Eifert, who's kind of a beat-up tight end. They ended the year two and three last year for the last five games. Okay, let's go ahead and go over their 2020. Do you have their first five? I do. Go ahead. uh, What's their first five games? Their, Their first game is home against the Colts. Okay, I have that as a loss. Spoiler alert, they're starting 0-5. I also have them starting 0-5. We'll go to game two (laughs) for the first round pick of 2021. And we will go to the Titans. Lost. That's a loss. Then they're coming back home. Dolphins. That might be Tua's first start right here in Jacksonville. And they're going to lose. Yep. Then they're going to go to Joe Tutty Burrow and the Bengals. Loss. They're losing. That's going to be Burrow's first win of his career. Probably, probably. yep. And then they're going to go home and lose to the Texans. Or no, they're going to go to Houston and lose to the Texans. Yeah. they. Uh, here's the crazy thing is, so they're going to start their first five games 0-5, but they're also going to be 0-3 in the division. They're going to be out of the playoff picture in the first five weeks of the season. Not a good look. The Jags are an absolute disgrace. <sighs> Do we even want to spend more time on this? It's just the only thing I kind of want to reflect on is, first of all, maybe you are higher on the Jags if you're listening, or maybe you're a Jaguars fan, and I don't want to sit here and act like I know a whole lot, and it's hard to predict the team to be so bad. But, like, they were in the AFC championship game, what was it, two, three years ago? Uh, it, it seems like it's been forever now. But I mean, but I think there's only one piece of that defense left. Everybody else is. Gone. And it's just like, if you're a Jags fan, I mean, my whole life they've been pretty much bad. Then they get to the AFC yeah. Championship game, and then disappear. I mean, they've disintegrated. They're in a total 100% complete rebuild. Like you, I asked Jags fans, what do you think the team needs? They're like corners, safeties, linebackers, D-line, quarterback, O-line, wide receiver, running back. Like Leonard Fournette might be leaving. The, the Jags, it's just, you don't, it's hard to predict the team 0-16, and, and I'm not going to go that far. But the Jaguars, in my opinion, will be the first pick in the draft next year. I, as well, have them as the first pick in the draft. But let me... Let me say this. Let me give you some things to look forward to. Fantasy football holders, D.D. Westbrook, he's a good player. Leonard Fournette actually had a pretty solid year last year. Um, and, you know, if he's going to be a longtime Jag, which it doesn't look like he's going to be, but if he is, you have a solid running back 
and Gardner Minshew isn't terrible. He's just not better than any quarterback he's going to play. Yeah, I mean, so I just think what they only won what was it five wins last year or was it four? Five. I I don't. I believe they were five and eleven, and I think their team got worse. Yeah, they got progressively worse. So, I mean, I don't think they did enough in the draft and in free agency. I think they lost more than they gained, and I think they're going to have less wins than five. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I don't I don't know that uh, any first round pick. I don't care who it is. I don't care if you're going to go after. Gosh, why am I drawing a blank? Who's the top quarterback? Trevor Lawrence. Thank you. You guys aren't Reed tanking Lawrence. for him anymore, are you? Yeah, we're, New England's not tanking for him, so he's off my radar. No, but for real, I, even if you tank for Trevor, I think you're still a ways away. This team needs a lot of things. Yes. Let's go ahead and talk about the second team here. The Indianapolis Colts. So... Here's the thing about the Colts. They didn't really lose anyone. They added Xavier Rhodes. They traded their first-round pick for DeForest Buckner. They drafted Jonathan Taylor. They drafted Michael Pittman Jr. out of USC. Uh, the only thing that's, you know, their, their 2019 was a joke. They were 1-4 in, in their last five. They were not very good. They were very bad, actually. And uh, do you have their 2020 in front of you? Um, I have their first five. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and do those. Um, uh, at the Jaguars. We've already discussed that's a win. Yep. Um, then they are home against the Vikings. I believe this is a loss, but because it's at home, it's a maybe. I I 100% agree. Um, they stay at home and play the Jets. That's a win. They go to Chicago. I like this as a win, too. Where do you have this one? Um, I have it down as a loss because I think the Bears' defense is going to be really good, and I believe okay. I believe in Nick Foles a little bit more than most. Nick Foles. Oh, for the Bears. Yeah, in his, okay. in his new situation for the Bears, we might get to that in the NFC, but I, I, I'm really high on the Bears. Here's a preview. I like Nick Foles, too. Cool. Okay. Uh, week five at the Browns. I like the Browns in this one. I do too. So, uh, so you have them at two and three. Yes, but the Vikings and Bears, I think, could go either way. I do think it's a loss to the Browns. Okay, I actually have them at three and two. I have them beating the Jags, Jets, and Bears. Losses to the Vikings and in Browns, but I could see them beating the Vikings. So, I mean, I guess I have them at a ceiling of four and one, Yeah. but as low as a two and three, first five. I don't know. I think the Colts are very talented all around. It seemed like they only really got better, but here's the one weird thing. 53 guys on a roster. You know how many, co- co- uh, you know how many quarterbacks are there? What, five, four, five? They have four. They got Phillip Rivers, Kobe Brissett, Jacob Uzen, and Chad yeah. Who's the who's the odd man out? Let's say they keep Um, well they're keeping Rivers and they're keeping probably Brissett. But I think Brissett has the most like value on the market to get rid of though. 
Yeah, he could be a trade piece. He could. I yeah. I, I don't just, know. Uh, go ahead. I know you said at the beginning of the episode we're both like pretty low on the AFC South, but and I have been the conversations we've had. But like upon kind of like reflecting a little bit more, I think maybe. I just kind of underrated the AFC South because, like, I like everything the Colts have done. I think they're only going to improve. I think I've been hitting too hard on the Texans because I hate their coach and they lost DeAndre Hopkins. But, like, and then you got the Titans who just keep winning games. So, I mean, like, I, I don't know. Like, I much more to add either on, on the Colts, but I do agree with you in the sense that maybe it's not so bad that the AFC East or the AFC South is going to be – bad per se I a lot of the other AFC teams that I'm not really highlighting because the Jacks I believe are the worst teams and the other just aren't Super Bowl ready is that fair yeah and that is fair and I, I think it's the same way for me but like you start to look kind of deeper at the Colts I think everyone would agree they have a top five offensive line in the league um, yeah you know you get a veteran guy like Philip Rivers you have T.Y. Hilton you add a guy in the draft like Michael Pittman Jr. You have Nareem Hines, I believe his name is, and Marlon Mack. You add Jonathan Taylor, who is – he's going to be great behind that offensive line. I don't understand how you could predict him not being good behind that line. And then when you look at the defense, I mean, in terms of playmakers at every level, on the line you have DeForest Buckner. Everyone knows how good Darius Leonard has been. In the in the secondary, you add Xavier Howards – or, uh, I'm sorry – Xavier Rhodes, and uh, you already have Malik Hooker as a safety, and you draft that Julian Blackman from Utah. I mean, they got playmakers across their defense, and their offense looks like it's going to be better. And, I mean, the Colts are a team you really got to watch out for. I think once they get this team rolling by, like, week six, you're not going to want to play the Colts. Yeah, I, uh, I'm actually – they're going to be a team that I would not bet against at all, all year long, especially at home. They're just – they're too – the only thing is, is like River. You know, Rivers is showing age. He threw a lot of picks last year. In a, in a true road game for, for the Colts, I don't love them in any situation just with how River's arm is, unless it's a dome. And unless the team's really bad against the run, because I do think the Colts yeah. are going to be a dominant. Once the Colts get, get going and get gelled, I know uh, I put it, I saw there was a nice chunk of their schedule where in four games from weeks 9 to 12, they play the Ravens, the Packers, and the Titans twice. That's going to be their season right there, those four games. It's going to determine a lot going into the back half of their schedule if they're going to be a playoff team or not. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the uh, to a playoff team last year, <clears throat> the Texans. And we're going to start with the Texans rather than the Titans, but the Texans are the 2019 divisional champs. I'm not going to go over their last five because, honestly, it doesn't matter. They were a playoff team. They had a wild card win against the Bills, but unfortunately they blew a 21-0 first quarter lead in a loss against the reigning Super Bowl champs, Kansas City. Uh, they they lose DeAndre Hopkins in the offseason. They add Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb. So I'm actually a little higher on their receiving game than a lot of people are. They don't have any first-round picks until, like, 
<laughs> kids or grandparents. But uh, yeah, what do you? Uh, let's talk about um, the first five. Actually, I was hoping you'd let me take it away here. I have their first eight weeks now. Wow, dude! You know what? We we literally <laughs> think so much alike. <laughs> I also have so, eight weeks. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna run through this and then I'm gonna ask you to take it take it back. All right. For the listeners, you can agree with me or not. I'm about to shit on the Texans. Week one, they are at the <laughs> Chiefs. They're going to lose. Week two, week two, they're Lost. home against the Ravens. They're going to lose. Week three, they're at the Steelers. Lost. They're going to lose. Week four, they're home against Lost. the Vikings. They're going to lose. The season over, they Lost. beat the Jags to go one and four. They're at the Titans. They're going to lose. They're home against the Lost. Panthers. They're, or, I'm sorry, the Packers. They're going to lose. Packers. It'll be one and six going Lost. into their bye week, week eight. The coach is getting fired, and the whole team's getting shred apart. JJ Watts going to the Steelers. Let's go. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <clears throat> we are we are literally so alike that we they're they're done the exact same thing now. They're they're firing their coach. See, you said going into their bye, they're gonna fire their coach. I think they might fire him after the Jags win. I think they'll literally let him win. And be like, you can only. Yeah, I think that We're depends firing. on how they beat the Jags. Oh, we scored a touchdown with a minute 16 left to win by four. Yeah, fire them if that's what it took to beat the Jags. They, they're going to have to blow them out. Or, you know, another scenario, let's say they beat the Jags, and it's like, okay, well, we find, well we're well, we 1-0 in the division. We still have a chance at the division title. The next week you lose to the Titans, fired. I don't know. I – I agree with you. I don't think they're coaching. It's hard to ever forecast injuries, but we know the Texans' offensive line is shaky. The Chiefs have a decent defensive line, but in a three-week stretch, they play the Ravens front, Steelers front, Vikings front. Like, there's a good chance Deshaun Watson is really beat up through those three weeks. Like, I, I don't know. I just... He's going to be banged up going into the jet. I just, like I said, my projection is one and six. And the what if, what if I'm just going to, I'm just going to go Homer, all Homer on us right now. What if they lose to the Jags? And they trade the Sean to the, no, don't say it. No, they trade Deshaun no. to the Patriots. Um, I mean, obviously, it's something that could happen. I mean, everything's on the table. I know there's been whispers about Deshaun Watson going, I mean, leaving, period. Patriots need a quarterback. Um, that would literally be crazy. Um, I, I don't ever want to say, like, called it or saw it coming. But, like, I guess it wouldn't be the craziest thing that the Patriots have ever done. I mean – you know what I mean? It just wouldn't be like, it wouldn't be that insane, I suppose. I just, I feel so bad for the Texans because Deshaun Watson is good enough to win these games, but he's not good enough to overcome a terrible yeah, like, organization. I kind of have this little side note, and I don't know if it proves a point or just something to think about, but DeAndre Hopkins 
when the team was tied or had the lead had 54 catches. When the team was behind, he had 50. So he had just as many catches when they were losing as when they were tied or ahead. It's like when they get behind, who does he go to now? When it's third and seven, who does he throw the ball to now? Like there's no one to double on on the Texans offense anymore. And I get maybe they're trying to mimic the Chiefs and go with speed with Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller and Randall Cobb. But Randall Cobb's getting up there in age. When's the last time Brandon Cooks played a full season? When's the last time Will Fuller's played a full season? When's the, I mean, David Johnson, he just had one crazy year with the with the Cardinals, and he's kind of just been an average guy. Like, I I just don't understand what they're doing. I Can you name another defensive player besides J.J. Watt? I guess I just thought of Justin Reed, the safety, but, like, who are the Texans going to stop? Like, yeah. It, they're 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 in for a very long season, and it's crazy because like we just got done talking about how the Patriots had the most difficult schedule in the league. This is the most dangerous seven game stretch I've ever seen in football. This just looks rough. You're looking at I mean outside of the Jags, those are all playoff teams. I mean now with the seven with the seven seeds, I know the Steelers didn't make it last year, but. We had deck furniture at quarterback and went eight and eight. You're starting the year off with teams that can bind for twenty five wins last year. It's got to be more than that. It's Chiefs, that Ravens, right? Steelers. That's what eight, thirteen, and like eleven or something like that. It's got to be a thirty. I the first the first four weeks. There might be almost fifty wins combined. Did the what did the Vikings finish with? Did they finish with ten wins? Yeah, the Steelers had eight with no quarterback, and the other three teams were in double digit wins. So you're looking at at least forty. It in your first six wins, your first six weeks, you're going up against the reigning Super Bowl champs, the number one seed in the AFC, and the runner up in the AFC. In your first yeah. six weeks, it, it just it's just brutal. It's honestly brutal. I, the the Texans are going to need a lot of help. And as much as I like him it. and hate to say it, JJ Watt. When's the last time he finished a whole season? He's the only playmaker on their defense. Yeah, they're beat up, man. They're really beat up. I don't even know they're if really I know a Texans up. fan. I know a lot of people I know like Sean Watson, but. Texans. Yeah. I don't even feel bad for him because of Bill O'Brien. I, I mean, you talk to everyone, they just feel bad for Deshaun Watson. How you about it? Yeah. You basically traded DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson and Brandon Cooks. Yeah. I actually, I'm actually happy he did that because I'm very excited oh, for Hopkins. With Tyler I'm excited Green. for Larry Fitzgerald. Everybody else taking the sweat. Let Larry yeah. fucking get some. Let's go. I'm watching the Cardinals games yeah. this year. I'm pumped because I like Kyler Murray too. And oh, I do too. They get Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. Dude, let's go. Yeah. They're going to be fun to watch. We'll get to the NFC, NFC West. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and get to the uh, like I just said, the AFC oh. Championship runner-up. So they finished the the Tennessee Titans. If you didn't pick up. 
They finished the year seven and three to make the playoffs. They go on the road and defeat New England twenty to thirteen in the wild card, the reigning Super Bowl champs. Then they go on the road and beat the number one seed Ravens twenty eight twelve in the divisional round. Then they go on the road to Kansas City, take the lead and lose thirty five twenty four in the AFC title game. Hell of a run. They end up losing Delaney Walker to free agency. They add Vic Vic Beasley. They tagged Derrick Henry, and they re-signed Ryan Tannehill to four years. Let's go ahead and look at their first five. First five, they're at Denver week one. What do you got? I'm, this is tough, but I'm giving them oh, I have win. I have it as a loss. It's fair. It's a, t- it's a, it's a coin flip game. Okay. Um, week – Week week two against the Jags, yeah. they're blowing them out. Poor Jags. Poor Jags. Uh-huh. Week three at the Vikings. The Vikings are very good at home. These are very similar teams, very well coached. Both like to run the football. Both play defense. I'm taking the Vikings. A I honestly, as funny as it is with Kirk Cousins, I just looked up the time. It's not prime time, so I took the Vikings. Yeah, wow, how I petty of you. at the time of the game. <laughs> you said coin flip. That's what I based it off of. When, when, and where did they play? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, at home against the Steelers. Uh, sorry, man. I actually have the. That's all right. Game. I mean, people are wrong every day. <laughs> I, I, I do want people to know. I'm basing the Steelers' then... win losses, assuming Ben's full health. So okay. yeah. Okay. So am I. So am I. And then at home against the I, Bills. I love, yeah. Very intriguing game. I, I do too. Loss. So I have the Titans at three and two, and that is the best in the AFC South. I think I think three and two is best case scenario, but I actually have them at one and four, even though I don't think they're that bad of a team. But um I think that's worse. Well, their schedule, their first. Yeah, and none of them. Only, the only one in division they win. Yeah, and then well, week six they go, um, they host the tight the Texans, and we. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean. One. So they should be two and zero oh in their division, just to yes. start the year. So regardless of what their what their uh, schedule is, what their record is after those first five, they should be number one in their division because we both agree the Jags are going to be terrible. The Colts, there's not enough there to really know, but they do have a weaker schedule to start off, but not a lot of division games. And then the Texans are going to be, unfortunately, probably 0-2 in their division with a terrible record. So, yeah, anything else to add on that? I mean, I know the Titans, you know, I don't know. They're kind of a sleeper team. You don't really think too much of the Titans. Like, at least I don't. But, I mean, they were 9-4 and four after they started Tannehill. That's, I mean, two wins for every loss, even a little bit better. Um, in their last five, they did beat the Patriots and Ravens in the playoffs. Um, Derrick Henry. What, can, what else can you say about Derrick Henry? And the, the rookie, A.J. Brown, 52 for – for a thousand yards, eight touchdowns. I mean, 
everyone thought a few years ago it was what Corey Davis out of Central Michigan he didn't really pan yeah. out that much. AJ Brown coming into the draft uh, two years ago or last year, you know he was he was pitching that he was going to be the new AB AJ Brown. But uh, wow, I mean, what could you say? I mean, even with Tannehill, I mean, how many times did you turn on Sports Center or ESPN and just see Tannehill jacking up bombs to AJ Brown or AJ Brown just catching them? Yeah, they were a dynamic duo second half of the year for sure. Uh, they, I mean, they lose Jack Conklin, but they draft a tackle. Um, they draft another starting corner probably out of uh, Christian Fulton. So, I mean, I think Logan Ryan's still out there, right? He hasn't re-signed, but he hasn't signed anywhere else. Yeah, but he pretty much already said he's not going to okay. sign with uh, – with They still got Malcolm Butler though, right? I mean, Malcolm Butler's a hot and cold (laughs) player, but when Malcolm Butler's on, he's on. Like, Here's the thing. The corner market is so competitive. Logan Ryan can flat out ball. I don't understand how he's not on a roster. Is he just asking for that? I don't know. I mean, one of the last plays I remember even seeing of him is him picking off the goat to see the deal. Okay. (laughs) Enough. Enough. I'm not going to let this blasphemy go on the podcast. I know some people <laughs> listening will appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, Logan Ryan's a former patron. I'm a huge fan. I was sad to see him go. He's straight up balled out in his entire time in Tennessee. Obviously, he holds the, the last pass to Tom Brady at Foxborough as a pick six. It, I mean, Logan Ryan's a stud. I honestly can't believe he's not. On yeah, I mean, just today. from the coaching, his situational awareness. I mean, he always seems to be in the right spots. So I mean, he would be a great player to have. And if he's out on the market, who knows? Who knows where he'll go? I mean, if there's a team that has a solid number one, but maybe they're not a lockdown. I mean, you bring in a Logan Ryan. Not that he's going to lock anybody down, but now you have two yeah. very good corners. You know. I- Oh, sorry. I mean, if you play a lot of zone, I mean, you could put him in the nickel anywhere. I mean, Logan Ryan, he can match up with just about anybody underneath. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, – I don't know. I, I'd like to see Logan Ryan on a roster. But uh, what do you think? AFC South, we're all done. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting division. Obviously, when you say a lot's up in the air, that's – I mean, every team's 0-0. I mean, we could be wrong on all these picks, but – I guess biggest takeaways are it's the Titans and Colts competing for the division. Uh, I agree only because I believe the Texans will be out of it. Yeah. And that's a hot take. I I honestly can't believe that we are on the same page with one and six, because I know you said you like the Titans a little bit or Texans a little bit more than me, but I just don't see him winning. those. I like because they have Deshaun Watson. And I also believe that, they do have a solid receiving core. But like you said, Cooks never finishes a year. Fuller literally never finishes a year. Randall Cobb, 35 million years old. I, yeah, I mean, it's it's a good receiving core, healthy week one. So if, if they were home against Kansas City, maybe they'd have a fighting chance. But you're going at on the road at the Super Bowl champs. You're going to get your ass kicked. 
and then it's all downhill from there. I mean, even if they were at home, literally the Chiefs sneezed and scored 28 points. We remember that. Yeah. I mean, we are we already we already seen what the Chiefs can do. They were down 21-0 in the first quarter, and they just and, said. And nope, even just with kidding. that, with DeAndre Hopkins, I, I don't think the Texans will struggle to score 20, 24 points in a game. But I think they will absolutely struggle to hold teams under like twenty eight points. I, I see the Texans giving yeah. up twenty eight thirty points a game. Like I don't think their defense can play. I mean, I just don't think they're good enough. Yeah, I mean, seriously, if they come out of their first, let's let's use their first seven games because that's what we've been talking about. If they are three and four. They're winning the division. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they can possibly have three wins in their first seven. I don't. I just don't think. I, I mean, don't think they're good enough. But if they are, if they are that good to get two more wins, they're good enough to fight for the division because their schedule does get. Easier. Yeah, I suppose you're right. But out of, out of the six games, you're saying change two of the losses to wins. What games do you think are tough? Yeah, so let's the Steelers, let's, Packers? let's be hypothetical. Uh, let's say they beat the Titans, and let's say they beat either the Steelers or the Packers. The Packers are at home for them, so let's give them a fighting chance. Let's say they let's say they go into their bye winning three in a row after zero and four. Let's say they beat the Jags, Titans, and Packers. So now they're three and four going into a bye, feeling better about themselves. you think they can still win the division? And I think it would be hilarious if they fired Bill O'Brien after losing to the Vikings and then went three in a row going into the bye. They probably would start to win. How funny would that be, though, if they fired him and then went three? That would be great. Yeah, hand the keys over to – what, Romeo Cornell still there? Hand the keys over to him. Oh, man. Yeah, I – well, it's been a fun episode. Uh, I think next week we're going to probably try and knock out the NFC South. Is that uh, – Yeah, dude, really good? excited about that division. I think everybody is. All right, guys, listen up here. I know the AFC South sucks, but next week we got Tom Brady in the Bucks. We got Drew Brees in the Saints. We got the brand-new Carolina Panthers with Teddy Bridgewater and C.J. McCaffrey. And then, of course, we have Maddie Ice and the Falcons. Tons to talk about. That division is absolutely loaded with storylines, with talent, with Super Bowl contenders. I'm excited. Brad's excited. Be here. Be square next week. Brad, thanks. Yep, take it easy. Yep.